What's good, everybody? Welcome into Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. You guys know the vibe on today's show. We're going to talk, of course, about the NBA, but in particular, the in-season tournament. The quarterfinals are set. Danny and I are going to break it down, and he's going to give his impressions of the first season of this inaugural in-season tournament. We're also going to look at the worry meter for a couple of teams in the NBA. Is Danny worried about those Los Angeles Clippers? What about those Golden State Warriors who got an injury to one of their more pivotal players Tuesday night in the association? But we start with what might be seen as a medical miracle, Danny, literally. And we're going to go to the NFL for this. So a news came out on Wednesday, November 29th that Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the New York Jets, is going to be cleared to return to practice, and his practice window is now open for the next 21 days. Why is this so spectacular for those who don't know about the NFL? Well, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles the first week of the NFL season. So, first week of September, this would make him about, uh, this is 11 weeks since tearing his Achilles, Danny. 11 weeks before he returns to practice. Nobody in the history of the NFL has returned to the field in less than five months. And even five months seems like an incredible feat. But Danny, we're talking about three months from a torn Achilles from Aaron Rodgers, who I believe is now age 38, 39. Quite the medical medical miracle that is even feasible. But I don't even think you believe what has happened here as obviously you've never torn your Achilles, but obviously you did have a rehab from the torn ACL and MCL. What is your reaction to all of this? Yes, I don't believe it. Um, (laughs) And I've seen other people. I have had friends who've torn Achilles. I've seen other people who've torn Achilles. I've seen Kevin Durant who has a lot of money and a lot of resources as well, who has torn Achilles and Clay Thompson, similar situation who have not come back this fast. So yes, it is unbelievable. I don't believe it. I don't know what the – so there's a lot of things that come into play, a lot of questions. I don't know how much of a tear it was on his Achilles. If it's a partial tear or a small tear, I think that comes into play. I don't know what his open to practice means. Does this mean he's watching film? Is he just in practice, dropping back, throwing some passes, or is he actually practicing? Um, so come back in 11 weeks from an uh, Achilles tear is a, a damn near impossible. And if this is true and he feels great, Hopefully, he doesn't re-injure it. I think the reason why people take so much longer is because the possibility of re-injure is a higher percentage when you come back that fast. So you got to take your time with it. And if he's that healthy, give us the give us the remedies, bro. Like we need to know. You know what I'm saying? I need to I need to get my brother back. Hey, hey, hey Ron, yo, hit your boy up. You know what I'm saying we got a couple people we know here with Achilles issues, and uh, we all could use the remedies or whatever it is that you're using, whatever you found. Uh, was the the, the, youth, the little river of youth? I don't know what you found to, to get yourself back healing that fast, but I said I, I don't believe it, and I won't I won't believe it until I see him on the field playing. Yeah, as a man who tours Achilles, I am absolutely amazed at this. Now, yeah. uh, he has done some interviews. I don't know if you noticed, I called him A.A. Ron. You know what I'm saying? Me and me and Aaron got to we tight like that. Me and A.A. Ron. You we, and A.A. Cool. Ron. You know you know what's sad <laughs> but true. You know sad but true was the first time that I've ever seen that tea and peel skit to actually understand where the That's AA unbelievable. That's unbelievable, bro. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You live in under I a rock. I have no idea. I'm like, why do people keep saying AA Ron? And it wasn't until two Un- nights ago that I saw it. You're unreal, bro. But now, nah, all jokes aside, 
I'll call him Mr. Rogers. I don't know what Mr. Rogers, let us know what you got uh, when it comes to healing these, these bodily issues faster because we need to know the world needs to know. And Harrison needs to get from underneath a rock and, and watch some, some TV in his, his life. I, I do. Oh, by the way, I will say this. As it pertains to TV, have you started watching the new Fargo season? Oh, really? I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on the Fargo. I am a fan. John Hamm is in it. It's, it's, I'm a fan so far. I'm a fan. But let's, let's get back to sports real quick. So, okay. So uh, he, he, I believe he did an interview with the Pat McAfee show, his weekly appearances. And some of the things that he was talking about was more holistic approach and like a different look at kind of doing things. I believe he would be sitting in a dark room and listening to things like dolphin sounds or something like that. I don't know how much of that tells the process. That doesn't sound very, that sounds very weird. I, I don't want to say what comes to mind, but you know, I don't know if you watch the Dahmer series. You don't watch much TV. I didn't want to watch that. I didn't want to watch that. Sounds very Dahmer-ish, but I'm not going to put him in that category. But, you know, Dahmer used to listen to whale sounds when he was... Uh, that was one of the, the weird things, the ominous whale sounds, and made it kind of creepy when you watch the series. Um, mm, that's wrong. So yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't watch that, but let me tell... I'll tell you about the, the procedure. Now, apparently it was done by a guy by the name of Dr... L. Achatri, I'm butchering his name possibly. Dr. L. Atrash, man, that's my doctor. He did my knee. That's your, that's your doctor? Okay, Dr. Yes, L. That's the guy who did the surgery on one, Aaron Rock. Oh, now he has connective fiber here. Okay. Yes. He's the, one who, he's the one who did it. He also is the person who worked on Kobe Bryant's Achilles in 2015, yes. Conor McGregor's leg in 2021, Shohei Atani's elbow recently in 2023 and this year. And so apparently he went underwent what was called a bridge a speed bridge surgery. And I'll read here, but I'm, I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a doctor here. So I'm just going to read mm -hmm. what I've read. Uh, it's a speed bridge surgery, which enables doctors to create a knotless repair by threading high strength searcher tape. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, which looks <laughs> like a string through both sides of the tendon then tightly pull them together until the tendon reattach. Surgery helps protect the Achilles from stretching and requires just a two to three centimeter cut, uh, which aids in the recovery time. Thoughts? I said, I got to talk to Dr. Elitrash about this one. I, I still said, I'm not going to believe it until I see him playing on the field. And even when I tried to come back, I was cleared after eight months. He, ga he gave me the clearance, but he didn't want to because it was so soon. He's not used to seeing patients come back that soon especially mine was a double ligament, a double ligament surgery or come back sooner than they should. Cause he doesn't want to see re-injury. Then, you know, he's under hot water or he's under fire for allowing this person to be cleared when they're not fully healthy or when they're susceptible to re-injury. So if Dr. Elitrash is, is clearing this, then we need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you circle, maybe you circle back. You know what you should do? Maybe we should, maybe we should hit him up. Maybe we get him on the show. And he could talk about some of the procedures that he's done on some of these famous athletes. That might be a good guess. Yeah, he's done. He's on a long list of people. I think he started in the acting field first because, you know, him and Stallone's. I think he's related to Stallone's somehow, some way. Uh, you'd have to look this up, the research. But Ella Trash and Sylvester Stallone are tight. I think somehow one married one of the other sister, daughter, brothers-in-law, something like that, in-laws. And uh, mm. I think he started in the acting world first and then branched out to the sports world and he's been doing knees and elbows and achilles he's done so he's doing a lot of things you know for some top guys anybody that's in la and has got surgery in la or anywhere pretty much that have gotten want to go to the best doctors he's one of the, the main well-known guys hmm. okay well we need to talk to him 
Uh, and we also need to talk about the National Basketball Association, in particular the in-season tournament. Uh, let's get into it. Now we now that we know what the quarterfinals are set like, uh, you know, I must admit, Danny, going into the season, I was skeptical if the in-season tournament was going to work, uh, mm-hmm. if people were actually going to care. I hated the courts. I still hate the courts, and I will forever <laughs> hate the courts. But I will say this. I am an absolute fan, and if for anything, if for anything, it's because of the point differential. Because I've seen a couple of athletes, a couple of players get mad. The teams are running up with a score on them. And it made me say to myself, deal with it. You know the circumstances going into the game. You know a team has to beat you by X amount of points. Shame on you if you let them beat you by, let's say, 23 points or more. Hello, Chicago Bulls. I absolutely love the point differential factor of it because it adds a level of spiciness. I understand players might feel disrespected by it, but it is what it is. This is what you're signed up for. Participate. Don't gripe about it. Your thoughts. I hate it. And oh, I'm shocked on, that you Danny, uh, You just want to see WWE fight. Like, yes. you want to see Spike. This is, nah. is this not entertainment. This is yes, entertainment. but this is a basketball game. This is not, you know what I'm saying? We don't need to scrap. We don't need to have hockey. Now, I do think that we should allow more freedom of emotion where less technicals happen. And where guys get chippy, they shouldn't be thrown out the game. But I don't think you should be initiating that or encouraging that, you know, or trying to get to that direction. You know, this is a sportsmanship like type of sport. And you gotta respect the game. Gotta respect the game. This is not respecting the game. This is respect. This is respecting the game because the no. rules in order to move on as a wild card is point differential. So this it. is a rule that's instituted. Change, change the rules because it's 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 silly, and all you're gonna do is cause for more havoc, and you're gonna look toward some some type of. We don't need that. We don't need that in our league, man. Just respect the game. You don't need to be up thirty fouling guys. That's that's ridiculous. And yes, I do agree with the courts are a little too much. I do like that they change the courts so people know that's in season tournament games. They are bright. They're a little too much. So we can change the courts. I think the teams with the best records should move on. The point differential thing is stupid. You're disrespecting the other team. It's not sportsmanlike. Yeah, guys, no disrespect to Joe Missoula, but you know he's doing what he's supposed to do. But you got guys like Joe Missoula playing against Billy Donovan and teaching him, even saying how the game goes, and then fouling him and telling him. And Billy has to accept it. He has to eat it. And it's like, nah, man, nah. You have respect for these players and that coach to not be doing that type of shit at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? When you're up 30 to be fouling, playing foul game because of the point differential. Nah, man, just win the game, keep it moving. Get your best record. Guys with the best record should advance. I like the in-season tournament. I'm glad that it's working out. Court should change a little bit. And the point differential should not be a thing because it's stupid. Hey, Dan, Dan but, 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 but here's, here's my point differential, in my opinion, should stay. Number number one, stay in who has the best Say no, 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 listen. Well, this, the it point differential is all for gamblers. Does, That's all it's it about. Does, it does help betters. It okay. does help betters, and the betters and and for the and for the NBA's bottom line, they need to care about the betters. So that's one. That's one point. Number two, be. number number two. You also have to factor this in. You can say, okay, which team has the better record? Well, that's not fair because certain teams have more home games. Certain teams have more road games. Certain teams had a harder strength of schedule. This is solely based on your collective. All all the teams within one group have all played each other within that group. If the Los Angeles Lakers, for some reason, started the season with the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the the Boston Celtics, uh, name a good team that's playing well, the Orlando Magic, the Indiana Pacers, 
Meanwhile, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks only played the Washington Wizards, the Charlotte Hornets, and the De Detroit Pistons. Of course they're going to have a better record. It's, there's no way that could be fair if you factor in the team record. The only way in which it's fair, or the most fair way, is if it to be among common opponents point differential. So nah. I'm sorry. I'm, maybe you could do a head-to-head record. Uh, well, that you can't do head-to-head because -head they're not the same group. If they had make the schedule. The schedule is more part of the game than the point differential to me. So you got to eat the schedule. That's just how it is. The schedule is a schedule every year. That's that's something you can eat. Now, eating, fuck, having to play in, in a game where guys are fouling on purpose when you're already up 30 or when you're up by 10 or 15 end of the game and guys are still trying to score. Nah, bro. I'm not. That's not. That's not part of the game. That's not part of the game. Now, the, the schedule in the head to head, you could you could figure that out. You could figure that out. Hey, but the in season the in season tournament the in season tournament wasn't a part of the game, and now it is. As time yes. goes on, things are instituted to make the game more compelling, to make it more entertaining. This is why the this is why the value of the NBA is at an all time high because there continues well, to be improvements. And if For one sure. of the improvements are, hey, listen, we're going to do point differential now, then it is what it is. Bro, it happens in international soccer all the time. We They're can do okay it. With it. For sure, but they can, we're not soccer. We could change the schedule. We could change the location. If you want to make it, the point differential needs to be excommunicated, and we can have all the whole incident tournament at neutral sites, if that's the case. Or the teams with the better record have to face off, or the second better records have to face off at a different location or something like that. Outside of that, though, the, the point differential, I'm not. It's only for gamblers, bro. I'm not rolling. What? what it's only for gamblers. What is, what is so disrespectful about a team saying, I need to win by this amount of points, and they go out and trying to do that? It's incumbent upon the opposing team to try and stop them. It becomes disrespectful when you're in the game and you're up by a certain amount of points and you're still trying to score. That's when it becomes disrespectful. And I have to, if I have to explain that to the average fan or any Come person. On, Come on, we Danny. We're, we're, Danny. we're not supposed to be having a conversation. Yes, I need to when worry you, about this amount of points. You can do that with playing the right way. You don't have to be. You, you know what I'm saying? If you don't do you it, play, you don't do it, but you still win. When you played, uh, and I'm going to take you back now. When you played at St. Mary's High School under head coach Tim Kloops, yep. did you not win games 70 to 15? No. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, Danny. Y'all didn't have a couple of OD blowouts. We had, yes, we had OD blowouts, but 70 to 15, that never happened. Okay, um, give me an example had, of an OD blowout. I think that we had one, the worst one, it was, I think, 70, 70 to 25. I think that's what it was. Okay, y'all weren't running up the score? No, we had our third string in. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> running up the score. Oh. Mind you, so that that's a bad comparison. If I'm up certain amount of points, I don't care if it's six or eight, and there's ten seconds left, and I have the ball, the respect factor and the sportsmanship factor, you do not go to try to score because you're susceptible to somebody trying to fuck you up. Basically, they have free reign to foul you, foul you hard. But they shouldn't be. But they shouldn't be upset. They shouldn't be upset. They they, um, if you know the rules, why would you be upset? Swing on the NBA. That's Take good. your hands no. out on Adam that's Silver. Why they, that's why they need to change it. That's why they need to change it. That's been the game since before time. And if you can't just change that to be like, oh, you shouldn't be upset. No, no, no. That's what the fuck it's been since we've known it. Now you want us to not be upset because we put in these rules. No, no, no. Change these rules. And then you guys won't be upset. So that that's what it is.
Danny, I know the NBA and its higher ups care about its players. But you Bro, know we've who's seen fighting? It. We, we've seen you know it before. Who? You've seen Lance Stevenson lay the ball up and DeMar and PJ ready to beat the dude up. This had nothing to do with in-season tournament. So uh, in-season tournament creates a grace, uh, creates a little bit of grace. With I'm just said, saying before. It shouldn't create any grace. No, it's just before time. This is what it's been. This is what it's always going to be. Don't disrespect the game. Don't disrespect our team. Don't be doing highlights. At the end of the game, Zion got a windmill dunk. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff. You're susceptible of a fight. Or somebody taking you out, rightfully so, trying to injure you. <laughs> well, listen, I, as a former player, I understand your viewpoint. But I am a consumer. I am trying to be entertained. And I know the NBA cares about my opinion, unfortunately, Danny, more than yours as a former player. NBA, don't stop with the point differential. Uh, I absolutely love it when uh, teams and players are mad. It makes for better TV. It's more compelling. And honestly, if you're on the team, if you're on the other side of the team that's getting smacked and because you're trying and the other team is trying to run up the point differential on you, too bad. Do something about it. Point blank, period. They're going to do something about it and it's going to be bad. And if something bad happens, you know what it's going to be? More ratings. <laughs> Maybe so. But you have some yeah. other guys that are hurt now. I think some guys will be hurt and they'll be out the game for some time. I doubt I doubt it gets to that point. It, maybe there's like a maybe there's a compromise, but I like the I like the incentive that it gives for other teams to play at a certain level. And and I'll tell you this right now, and for the betters, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And the, you know they're gonna cater to the betters as well. All right, we can talk about it for days. Oh, uh, let's talk about the actual yeah. quarterfinals itself, Danny. Uh, let me just get your prediction. It's going to be Knicks at Buffs, Celtics at pa Celtics uh, at, at Indiana. Pacers. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then Suns at Lakers, Pelicans at Kings. I first of all, we know the NBA is happening. You get LeBron, mm -hmm. you get KD, you get the New York TV market, you get the Boston TV market, you get Giannis, you get Dame. They they have to be ecstatic with the field for the quarterfinals. Tell me how it all ends up. Who wins? What's the finals and who wins it? Man, that's tough. Uh, I'm either go Milwaukee, even though they've been in close games, they've been winning games. Uh, so I'm going to have to have probably Milwaukee, Boston in the f Eastern finals. And then yep. the West, I'm going to go with Phoenix. And who else is left? Pelicans, Kings. I'm going to go with the Kings. Um, also, just because of health issues. Lakers have been balling man, when they were healthy in the East in-season tournament. They have been balling in-season tournament. They have health issues. They caught Phoenix early in the season before they got the rhythm. Book, I think, was out. I think he was hurt. Uh, Book is back now, and I think that Phoenix is in more of a rhythm. I think KD will be back at that point. I'm not sure. So, KD's, uh, back to, yeah, KD's back tonight, Wednesday night. Okay, so then I got Phoenix over LA, and I got Sack over, over Pelicans. Um, and then I got Indiana, even though they've been balling as well. I got the C's over Indiana, and then it's Milwaukee versus Milwaukee who? Milwaukee over the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, I got Milwaukee over the Knicks. Even though it's, it's always even more. No, they've been playing, man. Shout out to Julius Randle, who's been balling. He's 20-20 game the other night. He's Since the start of the season, you know, he had a rough start. But since then, he's been picking his numbers up. You know, Jalen Brunson, J Josh Hart. They're all, they've, been, they've been hooping, man. So, Knicks, there ain't nobody to sleep on. Um, that actually might be that might be my sleeper game because I said Milwaukee's had some lot of close yeah. games, even with Washington. Knicks could get them, so this might be the game that said if I had to choose an underdog, it's, it's probably the Knicks over over the Bucks.
I got the Knicks. I got the Knicks beating the butt. Bucks definitely covering the spread. Whatever that spread is, we end up going to be end up going to be. But I, I, I I'm going to wait for your finals pick. But I'm going to give my finals pick. I think end of the day, some way, somehow, Danny, you know this in season tournament is all about uh, creating additional revenue for the NBA. Mm-hmm. We know that the Boston Celtics right now, or since the beginning of the season, have looked like the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We know LeBron James has been rumored to be interested in owning a team that eventually comes to Las Vegas. The Lakers have probably been the most vocal team about wanting to win that $500,000. Anthony Davis said it after one of their games in an in-season tournament game. He's never come back to the locker room and heard somebody say, one step closer to 500000 I think the Lakers care about this a lot mm-hmm. more than maybe other teams, especially when you consider they have at least six to seven players who are better than minimum contracts. I think it ends up being the NBA's dream. In-season tournament, season one. For Lakers, sure. Celtics. Adam Silver throwing a party if that's what ends up happening. And I think that's exactly, exactly what happens. Yeah, I think all dreams don't come true, though. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers have not been playing well. <laughs> they have a lot of injuries. So with that you being know, said, I, if they were healthy, but you got Gabe Vincent out, Rui Achimura out, Van Gogh is out. How much you want to bet they'll be good by Monday, though? How much uh, you want to uh, bet they'll be good to go by Monday? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I could bet some money that a lot of those guys still will not be back. Maybe one of them might be back, but I don't see all of them being back at that time. Cam Reddish, I think he had a groin injury. Rui has a fracture on his face, so maybe him. Vando has a heel. Gabe has a knee issue. I just don't see all those guys coming back. And if they do come back, it still takes them a minute to get their chemistry right and get their rhythm. I don't see them beating the Phoenix Suns and uh, trying to find your rhythm on that day. Lakers, Celtics, Celtics winning the in-season tournament. Who you got winning the whole thing? I got Sacramento. Sacramento? Yeah. For some odd reason, I think this is going to be an underdog type of situation where a random team is going to win. And I think Sacramento is going to be that team. They've been playing well. I, I'm not wishing upon any injuries, of, but every other team is not healthy. And for some reason, I think Sacramento is probably going to be the healthiest. And they had a big win last night over Golden State, which I think put them right in that mode that they needed to be in. And I see them said they're going to beat New Orleans and then they're going to you know, shock whoever the next team is and end up playing somebody that they shouldn't be playing probably in the East. <laughs> it might be the New York Knicks. <laughs> so... We'll see. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, but I think it's going to be Sacramento, Boston in the finals. And for some reason, I just think I don't. I don't see. I, I just see a random team winning it. And I, I know Boston really wants to win it, but I see that's the the game that they probably. It's, it's a tournament. It's like the NCAA tournament. Any given night, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned that Sacramento Kings game Tuesday night against the Golden State Warriors. Going to talk about them in a little bit as well as we go to our worry meter. But before we go to break, the winner of this in season tournament, Danny. Every single player gets the winner and the head coach gets $500,000. If I gave you $500,000 right now, let's say you'd had nothing to your name. Well, yeah, let's say you had the basics to your name. You have everything you need. You have everything you Mm -hmm. need, and now I'm giving you $500,000. What is the first thing you're buying? If I'm a normal civilian and I have a nine no, to five job, both, both normal civilian and you currently, you Danny Green. I think I think a normal civilian. I think they probably put down on a house, maybe. Uh, okay. You know that probably their Christmas gift to themselves, if their family, their couple, whatever it is, they they you know if they don't have to put down all of it for a house, get a nice house and put down some of it, furnish it, 
And then you have enough to carry the bills. And if you're still working a job and you don't quit your job, you can carry those bills fairly easily for the next 20 to 30 years or so, uh, which mm-hmm. most mortgage mortgages are. Um, for an NBA player, I think that 500K goes to a nice Christmas gift to either themselves or their wife or their kids, or it's a nice little Christmas shopping uh, type of situation for them. They can use that 500K to buy a bunch of people in their family some nice gifts. Give me $500,000 right now, right? As, as I'm not saying it's the wisest thing. Mm-hmm. I'm calling up five to 10 of my homies. We're going on a trip. Yeah. And then when the trip and then when the trip is over, all right, how much more, how much do I have left? I'm not saying it's the wisest thing to do, but that's how I would operate. For sure. I I, I think you still have a fairly, fairly good amount left after the trip. For me, I said, I mean, yeah, trips are definitely a thing of mine. Um, is it a gift for me or for my crib that I would probably look into getting is probably art, a, a painting or something like that. So, okay. or a watch, you know, I'm a watch guy, either watches or art. Those are the things that I, I, I look into. Speaking of watches, your co-host might be an owner of a Rolex, or maybe not. Well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that story later in the show, and we'll also get to our worry meter right after the break. Stay tuned for that story in the end, and uh, let's break down some more NBA in just a moment. What's good, everybody? We're back with Inside the Green Room, Harrison Stanford, Danny Green. You already know the vibes. Uh, we're going to skip the pick and roll this week. We're going to go to the worry meter this week. I'm going to bring up three teams that are not doing too well. And Danny's going to tell us how worried he is about them or if he's not worried at all. Uh, one being the least amount of worry, Danny, and five being you are officially panicking if you're a fan of that actual team. We'll start with the Golden State Warriors. Eight sure. and ten on the season. Last mm-hmm. ten games, Danny. Two wins, eight losses, 13th in offensive rating, 16th in defensive rating. Andrew Wiggins had a good game Tuesday night, 29 points, 10 rebounds against the Kings. But overall this season, your boy is shooting under 60% from the free throw line, averaging 12 points a game, 26% from the three-point line. Yes, let me say that one more time. He's shooting under 60% from the free throw line, under 26% from the three-point line, and up until last week, Danny, no other player outside of Dario Saric, I repeat, no other player outside of Dario Saric scored more than 20 points in a game that wasn't named Steph Curry. Now, Clay Thompson has played a little bit better over the last yeah. five games or so, and has finally gotten over that 20-point barrier, but it took a while. And the young fella, too, the young lefty, he scored He scored 22. There was another young kid that uh, scored yes, 20. Yes, I, I, I know you're referring to yes. Yeah. But considering... But considering uh, all of those stats, uh, as of right now, they are 10th in the Western Conference. And considering the power of the Western Conference, what is your I'll, – I'll give it a caveat. What is your worry meter that the Golden State Warriors will not finish – will or will not finish in the top six? As it pertains I, – I have to assume that they'll make the playoffs, whether they're a playing team or not. But what is your worry meter as it pertains to Golden State? Finishing as a top six seed in the Western Conference. One being the mo- the least bit of worry, five being high alert. I'm at a four or five. Um, I'm, I'm very mm. high alert, especially with the fact that they just had said, Chris Paul, we don't know how long 
this injury is going to take. Uh, Gary Payton, the second, also got injured last night. So they have two injuries to two of their main guys. They're not very deep team. And your main guys, as I said, are a little bit older. They are, you know, having some issues with finding rhythm. So Wiggs, Clay struggled a little bit early. They're trying to find the rhythm. Draymond's finally back, five-game suspension. Uh, we don't know, you know, what may happen with uh, health-wise of the other guys. But as of right now, I'm, I'm very concerned, you know. And those guys have been healthy for the most part. But it's a long season. There's always bumps and bruises. So that means you're susceptible for another person to have another bump or bruise or be out for a couple of games. Um, with that being said, if I'm an av- if I'm the Golden State Warriors fan, I'm very concerned uh, about my team um, making being a top six and being solidified in the playoff spot. But they're always a championship caliber team DNA, and they're going to find ways to at least be in the play-in. But that's not good enough if I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. Yeah, that, that getting having to mess around with the plane if the Warriors is not it's not something that you want to be doing, especially at, with the age of their roster. All right, you, know, you mentioned the health of the Golden State Warriors. Let me talk about the health of the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have played every single game this season. Mm-hmm. I repeat, Kawhi and Paul George, as of currently stands, have played every single game this season, and yet. They are 7-9 on the season, 11th in the Western Conference, 4-6 and six in the last 10. Offensive rating, with all of that talent, Danny, 20th, 20th in the NBA, 6th on the defensive rating side. Uh, but I think the thing that sticks out to me most was that loss to the Denver Nuggets at home. No Jokic, no Jamal Murray, no Aaron Gordon. And yet they still lost that game. Has to be a big-time concern, at least for me. Um, we won't even we won't even do it. I won't even do it as it pertains to the top six. Let's just talk about it as them potentially not making the playoffs in general, Danny. Your concern level for the Los Angeles Clippers as being a playoff team, one to five. I would say three or four. It's it's closer, go a little less than Golden State, but it's it's still pretty high. Uh, shocking that they're sixth in defensive rating. I did not know that. Did not expect that. With all those guys being healthy, which means there's going to be a point where they're not healthy. Um, and you said offensively, they're just not because they don't have the rhythm. Sometimes when you trade for a better player, doesn't mean it's the best fit. Just because there's a better guy out there doesn't mean it's a better fit. And I just don't think trading for the, the better player made sense for them fit-wise offensively. It's hard for all four of those guys to get a rhythm. Um, there's only one basketball. You have to share it. Uh, share time and space and it's just some some nights certain guys gonna have good nights and then you know you have it's gonna be like 50 50 like half those guys gonna have good nights and the other half are gonna feel left out or not have a rhythm not play well Kawhi may score well and then pg have a a, a tough night pg may score well Kawhi have a tough night james and and russ are pretty much split minutes at the point guard where they're not even getting a ton of shots or looks so they're barely in rhythm um and it's it's weird that it's, it's tough for that group to score but um yeah my concern level Three and a half, four for, for them, for sure. All right, real quick. Well, let's, before we get to the last team in the worry meter, your reaction to Greg Popovich telling the San Antonio fans that they're better than this. Don't boo Kawhi Leonard. Well, you know, he has multiple reasons for why he do th- does things. You know, Pop is not – he's no dummy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a genius. He's a chess player. He's not checkers. And he knows that every time they boo Kawhi, he gives them 30 and a, and a loss. So that's part of the reason. And other part of it is, you know, he's probably tired of hearing it or seeing it. It's It's been some time since Kawhi left. 
it's you know and, and a part of their organization how they do things is with class so i think he said it enough times in the media and i think he had enough of it and he just felt like he needed to go to the to the mic and, and tell people because obviously some people may not watch interviews some people not pay attention to the media stuff they just go to the game and just want to heckle or boo or you know or cheer for their team which is fine you're very much allowed to do so but the way they handle things in san antonio is very different i think everybody in the, the rest of the sports world knows that and especially the rest of the nba um but said he's no dummy he knows exactly what he's dealing with and i think the more they boo Kawhi, i think he thinks that the more he feeds into it and, and kills them and, and gives them you know 30 point games and, and losses so he doesn't want that anymore he's tired of seeing him bust their ass with the booze <laughs> happening at the same time yeah, uh, I, I would tell Greg Popovich this. I know how I know how great he is as a coach. Don't tell fans how to act. That's probably the lie. I, I don't care what fan base it is. Don't whatever you tell them to do. Uh, if, if it's some, if it's especially if it's uh, something that's against what they're doing, they're probably going to continue to uh, do what they were doing. Nobody that's likes spoken to be told to do. as a Nick fan. Most people in Nobody the Northeast, to yes. To do. These Texas fans are a little are. different. They have a lot Unless more respect. Unless you're the man upstairs, you'll be telling me what to do. Grown-ass man. Pop, I'm a grown-ass fan. Yeah, you're a New Yorker. And, to, and to, to people in Texas and San Antonio, Pop is the man upstairs. The man's won five championships for that city. <laughs> you can do no wrong. That's just like Dirk in Dallas. There's certain people in certain cities. You tell whoever the hell you want to tell. It's fans, coaches, organization. They're going to listen. Now, New Yorkers, they, they different. Northeasterners, you can't do that in Philly, Boston, New York. Those fans are different. In Texas... They respect and they have some respect and they look at him as the man upstairs. So, yes, he can for sure. And he's earned that respect in Texas to be able to tell the fans how he feels. For this first fans listening to this podcast, I am going to be disappointed in you if you don't continue to boo Kawhi Leonard just because Greg Popovich told you to. I'm, do what you feel you want to do. You're going to be a disappointed fan. You're going to be a disappointed fan. <laughs> All right, the, la the last one. Let's go to the Toronto Raptors. Record 8-10, 11th in the Eastern Conference, 4-6 and six in their last 10. Offensive rating, 24th. Defensive rating, only 13th, despite all the defensive talent they have over there. Scotty Barnes playing very well in his third year. 19 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 45% from the field, 38% from three. The bad thing, Pascal Siakam this season, averaging under 20 points per game shooting 20% from the three-point line. And, Danny, it feels as if, especially with Pascal Siakam being a free agent this offseason, this could very well be the end of the OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. The, the very last remnants of that title team can very well uh, be in different parts. My question for you, as it pertains to the worry meter, how worried would you be that this would be the last season of having any remnants of the championship Raptors, aka, is it time to finally wrap, wrap, wrap this thing up? Start, start from anew. If I'm a fan, I'm extremely worried that those, those, because I think it's pretty much over after this season. Uh, and that's that's a pretty good run of keep because it's been for five years since then, since we had the title. So within two or three years, most of the team is gone. Have you seen Devin Booker? They went to the finals you know, a couple of years ago, and he's the only mm. person left in the Phoenix Suns team. Um, so yeah. Toronto, I, I think, if there's a fan, if you're worried about trying to keep those guys, um, yeah, it's going to be very unlikely. I think they're going to be moving on to uh, different, you know, situations. But, uh, you know, the expectations for that team were very high when Fred left. And even with Fred there, they weren't 
expected to be, you know, contenders, but at least a playoff team. So my worry meter for them staying is very high, but worry meter with expectation is not very high for this group. I think they're going to do what they're expected to do, if not better, because they've been playing well. And Schroeder has been great for them um, as a pickup and replacement for Fred so far. Not that he's replacing Fred, but he's he's come in and step in and done a really good job in that role. I know Masai Ujiri and Bobby Wester have come under fire uh, for uh, some of their managerial moves over the past couple of years. For example, Fred Van Fleet just left, nothing in return. Um, Norman Powell just left, nothing in return. Look at Gary um, Trent. There's a trade for Gary Trent. Oh, yeah, you're right. My bad. Who's the, who's the other person? Oh, Kyle, Low- Kyle Lowry left, yeah. got nothing in return. Yeah. Um, and obviously now Pascal Siakam going into There was a – I think Kyle was a trade uh, – was a sign and trade because I think that got precious, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else Not as much as you would like to get in return for the people yeah, that okay, have let's left. Just, let's just I put get it what like you're that. saying. Let's yeah. just say that, yes. Did not get yeah. enough in return for the players that they lost. But uh, and, but I'll say this. Pascal Siakam, the way he's playing. Kawhi left with nothing in return. Uh, what you're saying. Well, that's, yes. yeah, that's, the, that's the obvious one. But I, you can't yeah. blame them for that. They had to fight for um, they fought. Danny for Green. Them. Danny Green left. <laughs> you, didn't get, no, you didn't get nothing in return for you. Yeah, I don't left. think they they felt they didn't they didn't they had norm they still had norm they had good pieces there yeah. they didn't need to they had replacements already for you for your boy yeah it, well put it like this one way or another uh if I know I know the sentiment is that they could have done a bit better uh in retaining or retrieving talent for some of the talent they uh let get out the building for sure Marcus Sergi Baca those guys yes yeah. and and honestly and what I, what I wanted to say eventually, eventually was that Pascal Siakam is not making it easy for them to get anything in return for him. They were just mm-hmm. thinking about trading him uh, this before the trading deadline, the way he's performing right now. It's not the type of return that you would have hoped for a guy who you was basically slotting to be your number one star uh, after the championship title there in Toronto. All right, got to get out of here real quick because I'm going to run late for a meeting. However, Danny, however, um, real quick story. Uh, I was walking in through New York City the other day. Uh, I got somebody driving in uh, an expensive car, pulled me over, asked me to talk to them for a moment. Uh, Their story, they were visiting from Dubai, lost their ID, had no money in their name because all their money was in their wallet. Lost their wallet, lost their ID, lost everything. Had to drive down to uh, Florida to go see the consulate to apparently get their ID uh, and basically verify their identification so they can eventually fly back. Uh, this person, I gave them the money that I had on my body, which was good a $100 bill. Good, good Samaritan, I gave him $100. At this moment in time, this person was pleading with me, saying, I need more money. He was in a car with his little brother, and he was pulling at my heartstrings. He even started praying uh, while I was with him, and it pulled at even more heartstrings for me. To the point where I went to the ATM and I gave this man money. Now, for those people listening and saying, Harrison, you're out of your goddamn mind. He was also offered, he also offered me things to make me feel better about the money that I was giving him. So if you're watching us on YouTube, this these are the things that he gave me. He gave me uh 16 carat, well, no, 18 carats, excuse me. 18 carats yeah, necklace, not one, but two. I'm gonna put them on just so people can understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> now I haven't verified if these are real or not, but I wanted to trust him. 
I want to be a trustworthy person. All right, so that's two. He also gave me, oh, did I drop it? I hope not. He also gave me this ring. So I'm just going to put it on just for TV. Pinky ringing it I out, Tim. Yeah, and now Danny's the real watch guy, as you guys probably know. If you don't, now you know. Uh, he also gave me, let me try, maybe the camera can see this. Yeah, that ring is supposed is, to be on the, the pinky, bro. It's a Rolex watch. Oh, is man. it? Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. yeah you're not married I don't, yet. I don't, don't know how you wear jewelry. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, that Rolex watch. Uh, we don't, it sounds like you got God, kid. We don't know. We're going to find out soon. Tune in. But uh, Harrison, good Samaritan, man, for the holidays. Gave this gentleman some money to help him and his brother. And, you know, you did something kindness out of your heart with return of maybe something that might be real and probably not real. But we'll find out soon and we'll keep you guys tuned. But he's blinged out for the holidays with stuff from Chinatown. I, I don't even More than I don't want all these things, <laughs> but I wanted to believe this man was really going through it. So uh, Mustafa Ali, if you are listening to this podcast, I hope you made it to your location safely. Uh, you have my number. I hope you didn't get me. Because if you got me, <laughs> I'm taking all this all this shit to the pawn shop and I'm getting my money back that I gave you. I hope you, you got this safe. <laughs> uh, maybe I can hopefully I can make my money back. And I'll and I'll say this if this if this shit is fake. I ain't trusting the human soul again, Danny. Sorry. <laughs> you live in New York, you should never trust the human soul in the New York, bro. Sorry to say. New York City inclinations. And I was Sorry trusting say, him. He had his brother in the car. And then he what really got me, then he started praying. I'm like, all right, you mess yeah. you you mess with your own God. All right. If you want to mess with God like that, that's on you. You're a good Samaritan kid. Happy holidays to those. Hope the Thanksgivings were good. Christmas is coming up. You know, you, you treated him and you know, so hopefully everybody else has a good holiday too. Hopefully Harrison did get got and we find out that that watch is real. Because then he'll have a nice little bank roll. So what do I do? If the if the if the Rolex is real, then I just hold on to it, right? I hold on to it until Mustafa hits me back. I guess you can keep it, you can wear it, or you can do still I, get. Do some, I sell it? I, I'd hold on to it for a little while, see if he wants to get it back. But if not, I would definitely sell it and get you would because you don't value those things. I would get you something that you would nice, maybe a nice little trip for the holidays. There you yourself, go. That watch would be worth some thousands of dollars. All right, everybody. We'll update you next week if I got got or if uh, there actually are good and honest people out there in the world. Enjoy the in-season tournament because we'll probably talk to you after uh, the quarterfinal games on Monday. Until then, enjoy your weekends. Happy holidays, y'all. We'll see you next time. Peace.